Scott Kleinberg joins us to talk about passwords this morning and how important they are to social media and online safety. You know that, but you may not know about some additional phone features that can make it even safer. And that's what we're going to talk about today with Scott. Good morning. For starters, uh, you've taught us to avoid those bad passwords, and hopefully nobody does one, two, three, four, five, six. You've got to avoid that at all costs, don't you? Absolutely. Morning, Bob. Yes, definitely avoid that at all costs. My number one reminder when it comes to online safety is this. Passwords were created for security, not convenience. Anything that someone can guess is a bad password. And I know you have some tips where uh, your phone can actually help make sure your passwords aren't the wrong kind of passwords. Uh, Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. So it's possible that people are unaware of these features. Now, to be clear, I'm more familiar with iPhone than I am Android, so your experience may vary a little bit. But on an iPhone, you'll find this under Settings, Passwords, and Security Recommendations. And here, there's a toggle, and it says Detect Compromised Passwords. You want that to be on. And you want to check your phone settings if you're using Android. The naming convention may be different, but these features are widely available across both platforms, at least on modern phones. That's one of the reasons why when you use data technology, you can run into a risk of not having these latest security features. But for this, on iPhone, this feature can securely monitor your password. So, for example, let's say a password appears in a known data leak. That that would pop up. You could also see something. (laughs) Oh, don't tell me this is happening again to Scott's phone. This is like the bad joke, right? (laughs) Reconnecting now with digital media strategist Scott Kleinberg for our weekly conversation. And uh, let's uh, get back to passwords, Scott. And again, on an iPhone, you go to settings, passwords, security recommendations. And then, as you said, you want detect compromised passwords to always be on. And if you have a uh, an Android, uh, look for a similar setting. And the point I think you were trying to make there when we got cut off, uh, Scott, when we use data technology, you run into the risk of not having the latest security features. So does that mean always accept those updates? Yes, it absolutely means that, Bob. Those updates are there for a reason. And a lot of times you don't see what those updates actually are. And that's because they are under the hood um, types of updates. So that's a reason why, yes, you always want to make sure that you're updating your software to the latest available version. All right. So repeat again, uh, you were talking about uh, how on iPhone, uh, this feature can securely monitor your passwords. Talk about that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, for example, if your password appears in a known data leak from a company, you might see a notification for that. You might see also something helpful, like many people are using this password, which makes it easier to guess. Or you're using this password on other websites, which increases the risk of other accounts with the same password, and therefore they could be compromised. So there's all sorts of helpful things under that menu that you can monitor for. This definitely sounds like a feature everyone should use regularly. 
Oh, definitely. I, I check this feature once a week because, believe me, if an account is compromised on a phone, the next step for someone who has it out you know, for you is for them to find out how many other things can be unlocked with that same password. And that comes back to something that I've said so many times before. Please make sure that you don't reuse your passwords, no matter how convenient you think it is for you, because one identical password on a site that you don't give much thought to, you know, that you use on an important site or an, or a site like a bank account or a credit card. If that app were to suffer a data breach, you've got the potential for some serious issues. And one thing I hear so often, Bob, is the chances of something like that happening to me are so slim. And that's true. I take the point. But Slim is not none, and to me, even the slightest risk isn't worth the risk. Right, and you hear about those data breaches in the news almost every week now. So uh, to circle back to the start of our conversation, it sounds like the bottom line here is there's no longer any valid excuse for your password being 123456. (laughs) <laughs> no excuses at all, Bob. In fact, reputable websites and apps that n- apps that know the importance of secure passwords, they won't even allow that anymore. You'll get a pop-up telling you that the minimal requirements for the password are a certain thing, or you can't reuse a similar or previous password, or you need additional numbers or symbols. When people tell me about how annoying these requirements are, I always tell them that a few seconds of being annoyed is so much better than the potential of taking years to bounce back from identity theft. And uh, having the phone, having your phone create a strong password is preferred to coming up with your own, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Because passwords, remember, they don't exist for your convenience. They exist to keep you protected. And I can tell you what a strong password should consist of. It should be 16 characters or more. It should have lower and uppercase letters. It should have symbols, things like that. And that's what you should strive for. But to get to your point, if you let the phone do it, you'll know that what you're getting is considered safe according to today's standards. Mm-hmm. All right. 16 characters or more, lower and uppercase letters, symbols. And you've said yep. that updating your devices, the uh, system software is is very important. It's important for, for these types of features, isn't it? Absolutely. People often say things to me like, I've updated my software like you recommend, but I don't see any differences at all. That's actually good. Many times you won't see any changes. Those smaller updates, they contain security changes. And often that's really all that we know. Sometimes someone will dig in a little bit deeper on the Internet and try to find out what's in an update. But honestly, to me, Bob, it doesn't matter. The magic words are security updates. In the world of tech, security is a big, big deal. And taking advantage of security updates, that ensures you're protecting yourself as much as possible. So I always recommend making sure you take advantage of those updates as soon as you can. And you can have your phone automatically update, can't you? Oh, you can, yes. In fact, when I charge my phone every night when I go to bed, if there happens to be an update, it would automatically be installed when I wake up the next day. And I want to mention one last thing, Bob, on the subject of these software updates. They're not just for phones. You should update your laptops and your tablets, whatever you have, whenever you're prompted, because security is an issue that extends across technology, not just across phones. Is there a setting in there uh, that uh, you have to put on to allow those automatic updates or is it defaulted to that? Actually, that's a really good question. Both. It's defaulted when you get a new phone or when you update your software. But if you've had your phone for a while, you may not have that on. Just go under your settings, depending on which phone you have. Just go under settings and apps. 
and you'll have the option under there to either um, update automatically or do it manually. All right. Now, for the Genius Bar, a question that we got on our text line. I have an iPhone 7. When I text someone whose contact information includes both their cell phone number and their email, the text will not go to their cell phone number. In a group text, the responses from those with only phone numbers create a new thread only to those without email addresses. How do I fix this? Do, do you understand this question? Because I don't. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I, I, it's a little bit hard to be 100% sure, but there's one thing I can think of on an iPhone. There is a way under messages, under your iMessages, to say what you want your phone to be able to receive. And that could be a phone number or an email. So this is what I would check first. I would go under settings and messages and then look for send and receive. That's So it's settings, messages, send and receive. And under there, you will see a list of the places where you can receive messages and reply from, and you can start new conversations from. Now, what's fascinating is this defaults to your phone number, but email addresses are also under there. It is possible that your phone number could have become disconnected and your email is the only one showing up, which is why you're seeing that weirdness. So look under that setting. What you want to make sure is that everywhere you want the message to come from, email or phone, that there's a check mark next to it. And when you go to this screen, you'll see what I mean. That there's a check mark next to the places where you can receive messages from. It's amazing what you can find out if you just uh, take a few minutes once in a while and just uh, sort of surf around uh, settings uh, on your phone and and uh, discover what's there. You know what I mean? As, as completely nerdy as this is, Bob, I actually set aside a half hour every few months to do just that on my phone, on my social media platforms, because they change all the time. And to your point, if you know what's under there, you're so much more prepared and educated. Well, we learn much from our favorite nerd, Scott Kleinberg, digital media strategist. Uh, Scott, thank you very much. Talk to you next week. Have a good one. Take care, Bob. You too. Thank you.